0: And welcome back to Wild Women, the wild swimming podcast. I'm Laura MacDonald. How are you? I hope that the summer and autumn swimming season was fantastic for you. I certainly had an amazing time. I entered my first big swimming event in June with the first Keswick Ferry Swim in 60 years and it was a fantastic event to be a part of. My swim buddy and I gabbed the whole way around and were pretty much the last back. But what we lack in speed, we definitely proved in a strong, steady, confident swim. And we both had a fantastic time over a very challenging course. Yeah, the podcast has had a bit of an extended break between seasons, but here we are back together again, and I have some lovely swimmy chats coming your way over the next few months. Today, I'm chatting with the YouTube sensation, Everyday Athlete, Rachel Andrews. If you don't know her, then you need to get yourself over to her channel, because she has created one of the greatest sets of resources an outdoor swimmer could possibly find. She does deep dives into kit, into safety, how to get started for new swimmers, as well as taking her audience along on her adventures and doing fabulous swim interviews with experts who get all the gen on everything to do with swimming in the great outdoors. We recorded this chat back in April 2022, when the YouTube channel had just hit 10,000 subscribers. We chat everything, frequently asked questions, keeping the momentum. And how you too are an everyday athlete? I'll just get started then. So first of all, can you say your name nice and clearly for me? I'm Rachel Andrews. Hello, Rachel, and tell me, what kinds of outdoor swimmer are you? Are you a dipper, a swimbler, a serious swimmer, or an athlete? But that's kind of a tough
1: one because I would say I'm a little bit of all of them. Um, in the winter, I'm certainly a dipper, and if I put my the wetsuit on, then I might swimble in the winter. And in the summer, I would do probably more swimbling and serious swimming because I always um, try to book onto a 10k at the end of the summer, basically to motivate myself on the fitness front. Um, And so for that 10K, at which I don't care where I come, I'm just aiming to finish, really. I feel like I'm a bit of an athlete at that stage, but athlete in the sense of everyone who's taking part is an athlete because they've trained to get there. No matter what the distance they've trained, they've put in an effort and they've turned up. So doing athletics as a kid, it was about the turning up and taking part. So, yeah, I'd say probably it's a long winded answer, but probably (laughs) the first three mostly with yeah. a, a peak of the last
0: one so you're right you're on the slider from a sliding scale you're just oh yeah zipping up and down that's fantastic I'm on the helter
1: skelter I am Love it. up and down it I'm in the you know flying down the lazy river <laughs> <laughs> glad to hear so um tell me how did you get started outdoor swimming then uh well I've always swum outside when I've uh gone on holidays with, uh, with the family and um I'd always get in the water so that you know whether we're at Cromer or Sheringham or Bognor at Easter um I'd be in the water I'd be that that kid people are looking at going just that she just cannot feel anything why is she in that water so anytime there's a body of water as far as possible I'd be in it um and then I'd kind of uh I guess just did some pool swimming and stuff I never really did any serious pool swimming and I never had any training I did some life-saving stuff I did a bit of competing at life-saving as a kid in a pool um but then um I guess kind of taking it more seriously than just getting in any body of water when I'm on holiday uh really probably came around I don't know five or six years ago I'm not really sure um (laughs) actually I came off my motorbike um, nothing nothing very exciting. It was a low speed. Uh, I just was doing a low speed turn and I caught some gravel and, and just came off and uh, really damaged my shoulder. And um, I, and I just made it back into the office for the first time um, from being able to drive again and actually move my arm to drive enough. And a friend had come back from maternity leave and she said, Oh, Rach, I've got an adventure. Are you up for it? And, and as soon as someone asked me that kind of thing, I was like, 100%, yeah, I'm in. I haven't even asked what it is or what it involves and she said yeah I've seen this thing it's saving the west country I thought I'm already in brilliant cider the whole lot this is going to be great and she said um how about I fancy doing the dark dark 10k I was like you what?" I thought there's no way I'm running 10k that's outrageous and she said you yeah, know um swim down I, oh right okay a bit more interesting I said you do now? I, I can barely move my arm at the moment but I'll tell you what I'll do I'll ask I'll ask a consultant and um when I next go in and see see what they've got to say about it and um, so I did and he said well um I, I don't think you'll be able to do that uh, not not so soon I said well will I make it worse uh, or will it just be painful he said well I don't think you'll be able to do front crawl it'll just be too painful I said but will it will it damage it further he said no 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 so I thought right well I'll get in the water And to my utter surprise, it was the only time my shoulder felt comfortable, even though I was moving it all the time. When I was in the water, I guess half the time while you're swimming, your arm is in the water and supported by it, as opposed to just hanging out in air like it normally does. And so maybe that's what it was. I don't know what it was, but um, it certainly made me feel much more comfortable. And so once I realised it wasn't really going to hurt that much, I was in. So that was sort of where I started. So my I came at outdoor swimming at kind of habitually from the point of view of not being able to swim front crawl so I taught myself using youtube on uh, at my local pool and, and then down at the beach when it got warm enough um and uh, right through to taking part in the uh, 10k which I finished and um, weirdly enough I've done it 3 times and my first time was the fastest <laughs> i guess i was the best prepared but also there was certainly more tide running on that day uh, compared to the other two so it's one of those events that you know you can train like crazy to do it but uh, but uh, you're only racing yourself you're only racing yourself on the day because you can't compare it to the last one because the tides are different and uh, it, so yeah I've had vastly different times it's I guess it's not like running the same course on a, on a marathon or something it's everything's different when you're swimming so uh yeah that was a kind of entry into it but then I really struggled after I'd achieved it I was like yeah raise some money for charity but I really struggled to be bothered to get back in and um, uh, and do anything more than you know a little bit and then it got started getting colder and I think I caught you know I caught a cold or something something other stopped me for a few weeks so I think I was busy with work and then it got to sort of end of November and I just went oh, I, I can't face it I can't face put my hands and my feet in that I'll have to stop so that's the only winter I haven't swum through since because afterwards once I got into the idea of getting some gloves and booties on oh where you go you're in just that was just revolutionary for me the comfort on your hands and feet w- was better than wearing a wetsuit for me you know if I'm in the winter if I'm going to go for a, a you know a swimble or something I'll get every stitch of neoprene on you can get gloves a, a wetsuit a neoprene uh like cap and booties I, I could say them for ages then
0: it's lovely <laughs> I've given up on the neoprene in the winter because I can't be bothered with the faff it's the getting changed afterwards that kills me that that is quite a pain I would take
1: it off in the water wetsuit take it off in the water it comes off like a banana skin yeah straight off no
0: messing around everyday athlete then where did that come from
1: well I'd been I guess I've been swimming for a little while and then there was this uh a kind of Ad went out on um, the Outdoor Swimming Society. They were looking for some swimmers to take part in filming for a Christmas advert. And I thought, right, well, that sounds a laugh. I'll apply for that. And, uh, uh, you know, you send off a picture and you send off some other stuff. And, and obviously I look normal enough and average enough that they went, oh, yeah, you look like a normal average person. Uh, come along. So there must have been, uh, I don't know, maybe about 40 of us that, that went to the, um, the Serpentine um and swam about bobbed about a bit in what I thought was really quite chilly water uh, which now I look back and it was probably about the temperature it is now so it was maybe about 10 or 12 degrees it's actually quite pleasant now and I think we're in the water on and off uh, uh, 40 minutes an hour or so and um and they uh, they paid us all I don't know 180 quid or something eventually it took a while to come through uh, and I thought I'm just I'll just end up frittering that if I don't do something with it so I thought I know what I'll do I'll buy a GoPro I fancied that so I got myself a GoPro and then I thought right I'm gonna film well I could film some swimming but I mean that's worse than someone with their holiday photos who am I going to show that to I can't possibly just be like oh look and then that's what I'm doing yeah I know if I was interested I'd come with you. <clears throat> Swimmers of Instagram
0: try not to make eye contact I'm pretty sure she doesn't mean us. Um, so
1: I was a bit concerned I might bore the bore the pants off everyone I knew. So I thought, well, in which case I'll, I'll look for my tribe and I'll do it on YouTube. And uh, if anyone's interested, then presumably uh, they'll they'll watch the videos and and uh, maybe comment. And I'll see what I can what I can do. So there was never really um, anything i wasn't really pushing forward to be a a kind of youtuber or anything but you have to think of a name for it so um so i came up with everyday athlete rach it starts off as everyday athlete but then when i looked there were other channels and those and those were actually people just um doing stuff in the gym and i thought (laughs) maybe i just need to stick my name on the end of this so it sounds a bit more bloggish than uh, instructional um but I chose everyday athlete. I had I had to think about it. It was like everyday athlete, everyday adventurer. I thought, no, because not everything looks adventurous. <clears throat> um, Yeah, so I, I had to think and I thought, you know, not everything looks adventurous. There are uh, elements of stuff that I'm doing that's adventurous. But mostly it's um, it's doing things at your own pace, in your own sweet time. And I thought, you know what? Some days, when you just you just get into the water, you get your breathing right, and you just kind of hang out. Well, that's as much as I wanted to do anyway. I didn't come in with any uh, fixed routine that I wanted to do. Some days, it might be that you're wanting to do a distance. So I thought, you know, that's how it goes. If someone's, you know, these people that do the London Marathon, you know, your next door neighbour has done the marathon, or someone, you know, someone you know from work, and you just think, blimey that's like zero to hero they weren't even running two years ago now they're taking part in marathons and yet they're just the person in the office or the person next door so they're kind of they are everyday athletes and I thought I reckon swimming's probably along the same lines that you've got people who are you know they might do a really decent long swim or something that's really feels really long to them because they've you know it's taken them a lot of uh, getting over barriers whether that is Confidence in their swimming; they might have had to learn to swim to do it. All sorts of things, you know. So we're we're all athletes in one way or another. So uh, so I thought that's probably, uh, and uh, like you like we've uh, spoken about before, where you say that um, uh, the podcast is about appealing to people who swim like you or get in the water and do the sorts of things that you do. It's the same with me. I wanted to make sure that um, that it came across as real. And that it was um, encouraging. I want to encourage people to get into the water safely um, because there's quite a lot of uh, advice given out when people ask a question. And it sounds very much like, well, once you've once you've been doing it as long as I have, then you'll be able to do blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know, that's a right load of bollocks. Actually, I think um, anybody can get in and swim and or we'll get in a bob or float whatever we're going to do but anybody can get in the water as long as it, the area they choose to do it is safe for them so I thought right starting from that start point let's see what we can do so that's kind of where it's built from and that's always my where the seed of the idea comes from um how can we encourage more people in in a
0: safe way you must be doing something right because 10,000 subscribers. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: super chuffed. That was, that was really exciting, especially as uh, I knew it was somewhere close and I spotted it was at uh, 9,999. And I thought, oh, that, that, that's really exciting. I wouldn't, So I just put something on my Facebook to say, I wonder if when I wake up tomorrow, I'll have 10,000 subscribers. But I thought, I wonder if I'll jinx that because often when you reach a round number of subs, just as you just as you reach it and you're about to tell someone you look again and a few people have uh, have dropped off and are no longer subscribing so uh, so I thought well I'll just I'll just go for it and then literally I thought uh, the other thing is am I gonna force it and actually I didn't massively care because then it went from 999 almost straight over to 1001 and then a couple more and I was like oh I might be in the clear maybe it's going to stick above that number so, yeah, I was well excited by that. Surprisingly excited because I'd known it had been coming for a few weeks. But when it actually happened, I was like, yay, I'm going to learn how to make a, an Instagram story or something
0: with flashing graphics. <laughs> it's a very accessible, obviously very well-researched way of, of finding your swimming information. How do you go about choosing the subjects that you're going to cover?
1: Well, now that can be a, a sticky point. Sometimes it will be... Um, I'm a member of quite a lot of the national groups and a fair few um, or maybe international groups. I don't know where everyone comes from in them on Facebook and uh, a number of kind of localized ones. And I just keep an eye on there to see if questions are coming up and if the same question is routinely coming up. So uh, one that I haven't done yet, but I'm thinking about doing is um, about goggles, because I think uh, people will often say, what goggles would you recommend? But unless I've got your face, I don't know what would fit it. So um, I'm still trying to figure out how to do that, whether that would be speaking with a manufacturer about how they design them or something to be able to, because they've obviously got to design to an average size or something. Uh, so I'm not quite sure on the angle on that one. Um, speaking to someone, uh, you know, who pool swims and has always done so, they'll have very specific goggles. And maybe that's because their coach said those would be good ones. So... Um, You know, there's so there are topics that I'd like to tackle, but I can't quite work the angle yet. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to go with it.
0: Rachel did make a video about how to choose goggles for outdoor swimming back in June, and it is great. There is a link in the show notes because I look out for you and want to make your life easy. No one has to go googling links here. Who has the time?
1: Um, But mostly it's around things that I see pop up or something that I notice uh, is happening or I've heard of, and I think. God we should know a bit more about that um, and and so one way one way that I do because I do one every week sometimes that can be a bit of a struggle, and sometimes it'll be because I generally film it on the weekend to put it out on the Tuesday, so Sunday afternoon is pretty much always editing um, I would sometimes it can get to Saturday morning and I still don't know what I'm going to film because my um the things haven't fallen into place for what I was hoping to do or i just haven't had the brain space to get there <laughs> so then so then i have to uh probably look for something that will uh, that will be in a uh, sort of general appeal really
0: where are you happiest when you're you're picking your subjects
1: oh well absolutely the happiest if it's um if it's a documentary style one of finding and going on an adventure literally love doing those but I know that they are probably less popular than others. That, uh, so I, I really enjoy filming ones where we're out and you actually get a feel for it. And people seem to like that because they they feel like they're along for the swim. I like it when I can get an, uh, an expert. So I started a playlist, Ask the Expert, and um try and engage them in coming for a swim or at least meeting up for a drink. And sometimes that's a so that's quite a bit more talky. That's the difficult part finding the right person to to chat with and i'm sure you know all about that and sometimes you know what you want the topic to be or you know where you want it to go but you can't quite find the person who fits with that and fits with your audience so that can be uh, that can be a bit of a challenge but i i quite like ones where well the, the easiest ones to film are the ones where i'm explaining something step by step because then i know what the steps are and all i've got to think about is the backdrop the camera angle and and getting some swimming or some water into it so then so you can be a little bit more sin uh you can focus a bit more on the cinematography of it you can the, the actual almost art form of it which is kind of highfalutin for what i'm achieving but uh certainly you know there are i've watched quite a few different youtubers where they are uh you know they work on different transitions where i don't know you open a door but then walk out of a cave, that sort of thing. And so I try when, I, when I'm when i in an environment where, there is, where you're going under a bridge or through something to then pop out somewhere totally different. Um, when I remember to do it, or that takes a lot of editing, that sort of thing. But yeah, the step-by-step ones uh, are fairly easy to do. I like anything to do with the tides. Well, somebody had posted up that they'd come all the way down to the South Coast, directly south of London, somewhere along the Sussex coast. They turned up. And the tide was totally out and it was literally just miles out. And I thought that would be really disappointing uh, because I've got a fairly good knowledge about tide. Uh, I'm almost certain that would never happen, uh, that I would never turn up somewhere and there wouldn't be water because I'd have, I'd have checked the tide times and I'd have looked at the tidal curve and that sort of thing. So I tried to explain it. I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll do one about when will there be enough water to swim, which is a question that no one ever types into YouTube, I should think. <laughs> so I, I worked through it and showed how you know so I know whenever there's uh three meters of tide at my local swim spot that there's definitely enough to swim and so I thought I'd go through and explain that and um uh, and I put it down as as clearly as I could step by step lots of graphics pictures I drew things that look like blue, blue Peter and um and, and I was disappointed that people thought that uh the level was too hard and it was a little bit difficult to follow I was like oh no So I might have another go at something to do with tides. The the one when I did um, what do swimmers need to know about tides. Yeah, that was that was universally well accepted, but it was at a much, much lower level. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because you want to talk about your pet topics or your favorite things and the things you're passionate about. But you've got to be really careful that you're not too passionate and you're not too dug in on the detail um, and that you take it. Uh, that you pitch it right. Uh so yeah, <laughs> you can have I mean it did okay, but um and for those people that are into it, like I, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. <laughs> but for some people, it's like, no, you lost me on the numbers. I was like, oh no, I tried to make it so followable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well. Have you had any topics that have surprised you by being much more popular than you thought they would be? Sadly
1: yes that would I would say that happens when you do something it's often the ones that I do when I'm just like I, I literally don't have an idea I don't know what I'm gonna do got an idea this is what I'll do and then it just takes off on the on the Tuesday that I put it out it's uh, and so I've been surprised by a couple I can't think of any off the top of my head I've got some that are watched lots and lots and lots um the one where I did one about um how to use a changing robe because I bought one um and uh, I was surprised at just how difficult it was to do anything and I was like oh yeah I've seen these massive coats they look amazing I'm going to get hold of one of those because that's what you need as a swimmer so I got one and I was just like this thing's bloody massive it doesn't doesn't cram down into my toe float um when I put it on I don't know what I'm doing I was like, how are these things called changing robes? What on earth do you do? So it took me a little bit of a while and a, and a bit of a think and a practice. And I was like, oh, there's actually a technique to this. So maybe I'll film myself getting changed to explain how to use one, because there's nothing more than disappointing and spending, I don't know, you, and nowadays could be 150, 200 quid on a on a changing robe. That's just your pride and joy. And then you put it on, you just think, right, well, it's, it's just like a massive coat. <laughs> and so I wanted to sort of get people past that and that one that one has been really well received
0: yeah um, I have to admit I enjoyed that one because I yeah. have uh I have been known I love my dry robe I do but um I am not the most elegant at getting changed in it either and I have been known to like drop it and flash a load of tourists because I got myself into a fankle with my underwear and I'm like what just yeah <laughs> underwear
1: though that's where the problem is what are you doing with
0: underwear all uh, right because it gets really cold <laughs> I always feel really cold if I don't have my knickers on I just I tried it for a while I did I'll do it that's what all the other swimmers I'm talking to are like ah that's your problem mate. no I just I just don't feel right with it my pants on I mean it's not something I do on a daily basis but, <laughs>
1: but getting changed from swimming yeah no point <laughs> no. you're just losing valuable time
0: <laughs> of uh, by the time I've got that far I've probably already got my jumpers and my jacket on like I all the top layers, and then make sure I'm back into my dry robe before I try and deal with the bottom half
1: ah see I do bottom layer first because then you've got no draft on your legs when you're getting changed
0: see the leg thing doesn't doesn't faze me at all but I need to I need to have my jumper and my hot water bottle on before I can start seeing life the right way around again (laughs) what vision have you got for everyday athlete going forward what do you hope to achieve with it in the future um I'd just like to
1: um to ensure that anybody that wants to get out swimming can do um and that if they've got any worries or concerns or um that they can find someone with a friendly face who's just chatting away to them and explaining things and breaking it down to make it all less intimidating because I think it's also really easy you know it's confidence isn't an issue I'd faced uh in, especially not in the swimming the swimming side of things I'd just go down to the beach and get in the water but I know that that's a huge thing for some people and so is approaching a group on the beach who might all be laughing and smiling and everything else but you don't want to be the person to break that party up oh I was just wondering how um you know what's your group name and just uh, I think just the fear of the slightly stunned silence and everyone looking is enough to put people off. So I wanted to point out that actually things like if, if you're trying to get into it and want to approach somebody and ask about it, wait until they've got their clothes on, because getting out of the water and getting dressed, time is of the essence. And that can be quite a dangerous part. So actually, if you approach someone to chat to them about oh, that, looked really, even if you were going to say, oh, wow, you're really brave. I've always fancied that hang back and wait a couple of minutes so it's those kind of things just breaking down the barriers and um, encouraging people to get in and do it safely that's um, that's that's the biggest thing for me I don't have any big ambitions for it or um, I I haven't got a particular (laughs) uh, plan for the channel at the moment Um, it might be that I you know I'll maybe try to be a bit more planned out with my um with the content I'm trying to cycle through things like how to's adventures talking with an expert and and that and kind of that sort of thing to try and just keep keep the momentum rolling as opposed to just ending up with four adventures in a row and all normal subscribers or something <laughs> um yeah often I don't have that much brain space to be thinking far enough forwards to get uh, to get a decent plan in place But yeah, I just like to be able to introduce people, introduce people to to getting out there and doing it at their own level and validating the experience. If you find the right tribe, it's really unlikely you're going to get judged for whatever you decide to wear, how long you want to stay in or don't want to stay in. Whether you only want to go in and get your toes wet if you fancy going knee deep and that's enough for today. Thanks very much. Um, Just just breaking down those barriers and saying it's so accessible and people are just there ready to welcome you with open arms and just have a chat some days it might be that you you just want to bob about and don't want to speak to anyone other times it might be that you need the you need to chat to somebody and actually it could be a total stranger and that that chit chat with a total stranger uh can be quite really quite refreshing because we've all got you know we have stuff that we want to talk talk about or talk to someone about but you just think i don't want to you know don't necessarily want to overload that friend, because I know what they're going through, but if you're just talking with a stranger there's no there's no tie in um mm-hmm. you know eventually that stranger evidently becomes a friend
0: such a a kind of wonderful uh moment because in adult life, I don't think I've ever experienced anything less cliquey or less judgy um you know you get chatting to people on the beach all the time, and everybody's just really really open and really warm and it's lovely and no it
1: is very different isn't it it's it's just a leveler I think
0: yeah yeah it's a very nice thing so I'm very glad that uh, that somebody is doing the good work of getting more people involved because I think everybody needs a wee dose of this <laughs> <laughs> just just think just having
1: a crack at it even to be able to say I think nowadays almost it's even being able to say I had to go and it wasn't for me mm-hmm. uh you know or there's so many people you speak to who think oh, I really fancy that but and it's 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 but that I'm trying to erode it's that I'm worried about what's on what's in the water I'm worried I can't swim well enough I'm worried what people will say about my body yeah. so where I can try to dispel those myths that's really that's really where is my home ground <laughs> funnily enough this week's video is about how to get into it Uh, Because I can see that popping up again and starting to resurface as a question. It is a video that I shot uh, a few years ago, but some of the information in the first video is no longer valid. Things like the Wild Swim website don't exist anymore or uh, are currently hidden. Uh, And yet the um, Wild Open Water Swim app, which um, uh, you you had someone speak to you on a podcast about, and that's where Mm. I heard about it that is there and maybe we'll start to fill the gap so
0: the link to that episode with rob is of course in the show notes if you want to hear all about the wild app mm-hmm. but just
1: um just coming back to what you were saying about what what video would i recommend i'd say it's not a video but i have a playlist about how to get into outdoor swimming and there's i don't know about 30 30 or so different videos in there and so you can have a look through and Pick the ones that seem the most appropriate because then at least you're starting from the start point. But um I think people just dive in; they they spot one, they watch one, and then then they'll have a hunt around and, and see what else I've, I've put on there. Probably <laughs> answering questions they hadn't even thought they were
0: going to ask yet. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, that's you have uh, you have covered a, a quite an amazing range of topics. Well, what was maybe like one of your own favorite topics that you have covered that you just maybe you didn't know as much about it going in and then the research for it just really lit you up well I like the um,
1: I like the ones where we can really dispel myths and things so I really enjoyed doing the swim interview with um, Dr Heather Massey so she's a a leading scientist at the extreme environments laboratory at Portsmouth Uni and um, you know I could ask her almost anything about how the body reacts in the water you know we all we've all heard these different terms that get bandied about but um, hearing it succinctly put across by you know by someone who has learned and spent years researching it was fascinating so it was less about the research I'd done the research I'd done was to was to get some questions together to ask her and just to add a couple of myths that I wanted to um, to dispel which which we were able to do so those ones are really good because you kind of get to learn in the moment. I really enjoyed that.
0: Aside from everyday athlete and all the effort that you put into your YouTube channel, does swimming feed into any other elements of your life? Well, aside from being lucky enough that
1: if I'm traveling around for work and uh, I can get in and go for a dip all over the place, uh, some opportunities have st- started to come my way a little bit. I'm a little bit involved with the Mental Health Swims charity in terms of their, um, uh, and you know they've got a map on their website where you can check out where there'll be a group local to you which is super useful now and I hope there there are some more that turn up right across the country because there, there seem to be quite a lot along the coast uh, as as is uh, as is the way and um, so that's one thing the other thing is I'm involved with a charity called Blue Tonic as one of their ambassadors and that is um, centered around the book uh, The Blue Mind whose author I
0: totally forget okay the author is wallace j nichols and it is the blue mind the surprising science that shows how being near in on or underwater can make you happier healthier more contented and better at what you do what an incredible title if you are interested in the work that blue tonic are doing you can follow the link in the show notes but also keep your ears peeled for future episodes of wild women because i am currently working to get an episode together all about what they are up to
1: it's about the benefits to your health and well-being
0: um,
1: and especially your mental health of being in on or around water and they organize all sorts of things whether that be uh, getting young people um, to be uh, confident in water and to understand water safety so they're working with swim england on that there's all sorts of things that they're trying to do um, And uh, I'm I'm trying to help them in any way I can, because I think that the more people can engage with the water, whether that is just sitting by it and having, you know, with your flask and having a look at it and just taking in, almost absorbing the piece of it or whether it is getting in and swimming. So I think it's a really interesting, uh, a really interesting charity. The interesting thing is uh, the the Blue Mind is all about the fact that we are a, a huge percentage of our body is water. So it isn't in any way surprising that when we are in it or touching water or even looking at it, we feel at one and we feel part of it because we kind of are. Yeah. Hopefully people engage with it and people start to um, uh, to just appreciate the blue spaces that they have, whether that be some of the photography I've seen recently where people are advocating, use, you know, you turn your phone upside down where you've got the camera coming right at at floor level and you put that right just next to a puddle and you get an amazing picture of the other stuff uh, of the stuff beyond it Uh, and so just appreciating even the tiny bits of water I think uh, will be really uh, I think will be calming I think at at this at the state we're in at the moment I think that that we could do with an injection of calm and uh, and some relaxation and just being able to let go so if we can do that in, on or around the water,
0: I'm all up for that. Thank you so speak to much. Speak to Anon. Cheers, See you again. Lovely to speak to you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Rachel, for being our everyday athlete. The links to Rachel's YouTube channel and socials are, of course, in the show notes. You can follow Wild Women Pod on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter to see what I'm up to. Send me a message. And if you use the hashtag #WildWomen on Instagram, I do like to share your posts in my stories every Tuesday. If you have two ticks and feeling very generous of spirit, then please leave a review for the podcast. It will help others to find the show and make me feel genuine feelings, which is a rare and special treat. If you are very lucky and have two extra ticks, you could do me a favour and share this episode with the Wild Wimmers in your life. Sharing is caring after all, and it is time to show all of your pals what excellent pod chat you have. That is my cat interrupting my recording. You can buy me a coffee to contribute to my goal of covering the production costs of Wild Women at coffee, that's K-O-F-I slash wild women. A wee donation really does make a massive difference in helping to keep the pod show going. Thank you, as always, to Mary St. Mary of the Housecoat Project for allowing me to use the theme music. You can find links to their work and everything else that we have talked about today in the show notes. Until next time, come on in. The water's lovely.